0: Golden Deer Productions, Golden Deer, oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Enter, just, you you forgot to enter.
1: So we went to Philly for my friend's bachelor party. Went to this was probably the the craziest strip club I've ever been to in my life. It was a bring your own uh, BYOB strip club. First off, and dangerous, dangerous. So that was the first warning sign that we should have known. But the second <laughs> one, this woman offered to like light this room in the back for us, and we wanted to go back there. Sign number two. Um, sign number three was so so we see someone else go up, and they're literally pulling out this dude's armpit hairs and stuff like that, and just torturing him. And I'm just in there like. We should probably... This is, I think this is the third sign now, so I think it's, good, I think it's a good time to go. Oh but. my God. Hi, I'm John Glass, and this is my golden hour.
0: Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four deer nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked... Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted Golden Deer Forest. Forest. Season 4! just like that an episode has started oh man (laughs) i'm gonna become a different person than i was two seconds ago (laughs) shapeshift so yes that is the new drake song i enjoyed it a lot i haven't heard them yet i heard they're good but i saw you doing some sort of uh tutorial on like having the lo-fi sound right yes well it was like it was like the 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 quote-unquote drake effect where it's basically like i've heard uh, of this effect
1: it's a it's a It's a well-known effect in the world of audio. No, no, basically it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing where, you know, a lot of Drake's records, like you'll hear like the, the samples kind of in the background, but, or like the melody in the background, but then it's like, it's there, but not there. You know what I mean? It's like, you can feel it, but you can't always like hear it like that. So it's kind of like a filtering kind of tutorial to show people how you can kind of create the similar, similar idea.
0: I think I've seen a tutorial or at least 40 explaining What they did to Tuscan leather is that similar? What you're talking about? Yes, 40s is 40.
1: Obviously, like he's the mastermind behind it, so like he's one that kind of created the the idea and like the uh you know the vision for that whole sound. So like um he's there's a video that he does with Machine where he talks about some of that stuff too, which is really dope. And uh, but but for this one, I kind of wanted to show like kind of like a another roundabout way to kind of achieve the similar similar way.
0: He was like, you speed up the sample six times, and you rewind (laughs) it, then you speed it up again, put a filter on it. That's pretty much where lower I'm the there. sample rate, you know all that good and stuff. I'm just over there, my mind's <laughs> getting blown like this. Like, what is this guy talking about? Contort
1: it. Make sure that if you, if you see a Burger King, you went too far, you I mean, know yeah. that type of stuff. You know, <laughs>
0: producer talk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey Frank, would you mind just uh, helping me pull these down real quick? I just don't want a massive truck to come by and absolutely obliterate us. Oh, I'm sorry, that was rude of me. Abu, swing on up, and just smile for the cam. What up? We don't want any elephant in the room. <laughs> We're elephants. Frank, quick smile, two handsome dudes, (laughs) so do you want to explain kind of who you are, where you come from, what you do? Yeah, um, my name is John Glass, I'm a music producer,
1: uh, mainly out of um, Beverly, Massachusetts, also have a a small recording studio in Beverly, Um, did a lot of early artisan development for for a lot of artists in the area, also do uh, engineer work, uh, tour DJing, a little bit of everything.
0: And you completely run your own studio, correct?
1: Yes, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a small spot, but yeah, we yeah, basically you know keep it keep it running. Have a great team though too, um, you know. SK as well, who's been a great help at the studio for the uh, Suicide Squad partners as well, and then um, also our buddy Sean, uh, who's uh, intern
0: there, but now has been like helping out there as well. So at what point? I mean, because you've been at it for a long time, where you like, you know, what I'm gonna have to acquire kind of a business sense when it comes to this because essentially you're totally self-employed correct yeah and 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 that kind of like happened
1: you know sometimes you plan for that sometimes it just happens you know what i mean like like so like yeah but the business stuff is something we definitely learned learned on the fly and it's something i highly recommend for anybody um interested in any pursuing any uh career you know learn learn the in, business first in a
0: capitalistic society definitely. yeah cuz
1: cuz i feel like in order to sustain this for like the longest period of time you really got to Find ways to to do that, and and the best way to do that is is by knowing the business. And so like when you know that, and then you can create well. Everything else will fall into place. So like the business to me was something that we started after after a few years, but then are constantly learning more and more every year. You know, uh, we're now established with like an LLC now and stuff. So learning that whole process and, and how to upkeep all that's been a been a learning process to say the least. But but at the same time, it's it's it's
0: well worth it and will pay you know in the, in the long run. So. So, with that LLC, it means that John can, like, go to Chipotle and write it off. Like, oh, it's just a little business trip.
1: Yeah, you know, a couple of burritos on the house, you know what I'm saying? A couple burritos (laughs) on Uncle Sam, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. Real easy. So, kind of what John Scott did when he had started out being an engineer and starting a studio is he... Kind of base his entire business around his personal career. Definitely. So Phoenix Down is now a prevalent studio because he became a pop and engineer first. Yep. Is that was that kind of the goal for you? And you're like, <laughs> I gotta kind of find a permanent space. That was it. Yeah, because I used to run everything out of like my mom's crib. You know, years and years ago. It's and, admirable, like, I, man.
1: And she was amazing. Like, I, like she's she's always been incredibly supportive and stuff like that. Like, you know, we we'd be rocking Until like four a.m. just just you know just going hard with the music. I get out of work and just just go all night. You know what I mean with that stuff. So like like it definitely needed a place you know what i mean place, so, place so you were having
0: like rappers like smoking and drinking coming into your mom's crib
1: not not like 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 we would be smoking outside or something like that but you know <laughs> respectfully you know of course but 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 yeah like like it was it was a work it was a work environment you know what i mean everybody was there having a good time and, and uh making sure that we could create the best music possible and i think there was something great about that too you know was was there ever a point where she
0: was like, John, this is too much, man?
1: Well, I think like she never said it, but but you know, you, you could, like she was always again super supportive. So like like you know, she would never be like, you know, she sometimes you know when it came to like certain upkeep or like if 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 somebody maybe um, stepped outside of the boundaries that were that were kind of allowed at the at the the space and stuff like that, maybe there was some 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 things like that where she wasn't as happy. You know what I mean? But overall, you know, she was always mad supportive of it. And then when, when I was able to find a space, she was like. I'm very happy you found a
0: spot. Big, big sigh <laughs> of relief. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was good. Cool. Was, was it a, out. yeah, there was never any instances where there was like honey bottles in the bushes, bun no, no. wraps in the garage. And that's the thing, like everyone that came through always showed like,
1: you know, that mutual respect for, for the house, and but also for the space that we created and, and, and know that like, you know, it's something special that we could do there that, you know, if if, if people abuse it, it would be taken away. So.
0: And this was in Beverly?
1: Uh, this is actually in Danvers at the time.
0: So John is ripping the North Shore. Yes, North Shore. So North Shore is like from here, Frank. I'm sure Boo is familiar, but it's like north. The north. Of here. Yes, exactly. You're the king of the north. (laughs) Anywhere north of Boston, basically, yeah. But where does it stop? Like Manchester by the Sea?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, like yeah, like, Manchester, Rockport is, like, out that way, but then you can go probably even as, as far as, like, New Hampshire and stuff like that. Lawrence is, I guess, considered North Shore and stuff out there, too.
0: When I picture North Shore, I picture, like... The Liberty Tree Mall, yeah, that's that's <laughs>
1: that's in the North Shore Mall, you know what I mean? That's, Is that what it's like, called? Well, there's those two, you know, there's those two like right across from each other. We used to hop malls when we were kids. Oh, so you, mall oh hop, you, we had you had DC shoes on your heelies, oh, you know, you know, we used to skate across, you know, on, <laughs> on our heels. It's so <laughs> let's funny. go to Zoomies, man. We were just talking about soap shoes the other day, like, like, remember, do you remember soap yeah. shoes with the they had like the, the grind plates on them and stuff? Yeah, good times. good times. You were never a skater, no, I never skated really. My I had friends that did, but I just never really got into it like that. They're, I was always into sports like what I did like uh, I was
0: gonna say if you look at this hat like briefly it looks like a black hawk's hat but it's not what it's is not
1: it? this is actually on um, the homie crime apple an amazing artist um, out of uh, New Jersey that's fine uh, phenomenal phenomenal artist if, uh, you guys should definitely check him out um, but yeah it's one of his, uh, his his piece of merchandise items really really dope always like to support you know other good homies
0: You do you have a GDP shirt yet
1: I do. I actually got one at the at the first uh, the first mixer you guys did. Right,
0: I'm gonna get you another one, please, please. I love it. I think I have one in the car. I appreciate. We got, it. We got new gear coming, everybody. Oh, Whoa, man. that's a hint. Whoa, I gotta Whoa get I hint. gotta get you something too. I gotta get you some squad gear. I was gonna say you didn't come with gifts, bro. Oh, I
1: do. They're in the car. I, uh, okay, I, right. I got a
0: whole thing full. I like that. Humbeats came up here with a box. Have you seen the Humbeats box? I did not, but that's official. <laughs> He's always
1: official, so I, I so I definitely I I don't uh, I can imagine I can imagine His I don't a, deny
0: it. Yeah, he had a shoebox of stuff, and we we, yeah, have socks, car fresheners, just random. It's smart branding though. That's ill. See, that's different.
1: Different's dope. Like I think difference where it's at. You know what I mean? Do something that's like, unique. Well, I think your career
0: path is pretty different. Being from the North Shore, yeah,
1: it's not necessarily like the go-to place for yeah. hip hop all <laughs> the time that. that you think of all the time. But it's it's been around forever, and, and like that's what's cool about it. Like you know, a lot of guys like that I came up listening to like Terminology and Rex are from Lawrence. Um, we got guys like Seven L and Esoteric who grew up literally like down the street from where I lived and stuff. So so that stuff really uh, started the imprint for me.
0: Yeah, so you're gonna have to slow that down in terms of like these figures yeah. because. I've kind of, when I was throwing the show at the Middle East and, like, kind of around the Middle East, I started to pick up on more of these figures mm-hmm. and lost some music that I didn't really know about. Absolutely. But these were, like, when you're talking about, like, terminology and, like, I'm imagining, like, Static Selecta. Yeah, yeah. like, this crew. Can mm-hmm. you kind of elaborate on who they are and, like, their place? Absolutely. I feel like, um, you know, growing... Are you familiar with this? These, yeah.
1: Yeah, like like, growing up from the area, you know... I feel like Mass is known for like kind of having that like East Coast boom bap sound like when when I was first coming up, you know what I mean. Now I think it's great because um, Massachusetts has always been a, such a hub for just music in general, having Berkeley here and all that stuff too. But now it's just like a hub for music, you know, not not, not just not
0: commercialized though.
1: No, I feel like I feel like something special is being created here. Something like, and I think that it's it's. Um, you know, transitioning into, you know, commer- commercial stuff too, but it's also, like, it's not, like, quote-unquote commercial music. You know what I mean? It's just, like, we're making music that happens to cross over into, com- into commercial worlds, you know? So, but that's what's dope. Like, I feel like it started with, like, you know, Edo G and, and Bulldogs and, and those guys, and then, you know, uh, Guru was originally from Massachusetts. What is it, what's the year on this? This is, like, early 90s, late 80s type So you were stuff.
0: following music back then?
1: I mean, I didn't get into, honestly, hip-hop till I was, like, a little bit older. It's probably till like, I was... Playing fifth grade was probably when I can really say like I started to really be like, Ooh, "What is this?"
0: You know. Yeah. yeah, you were pretty old in fifth grade, bro. I was, like, <laughs> I was ten. You know what I mean? But I, but I feel like I. But you still had a beard.
1: Yeah, yo, you know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but like you know, back then though, like it was, it was cool because I was just I. I even now, like, I just love music, you know what I mean? So, like, I I grew up listening to, like, you know, when you're young, you always listen to what your parents listen to first, you know what I mean? So I list, grew up listening to The Beatles, Bruce Springsteen, and then, like, you know, reggae would get thrown in there, and a bunch of random stuff. So, like, that's kind of the stuff that I would first listen to. And then when I, like, you know, started kind of figuring out music, like hip-hop was one of those things I was like, yo, what is this? This is really cool. Like, the beats really intrigued me and the songs really intrigued me. And so um, f- I always like to f- figure out, like, who who's from the area. And so that that created that sort of thing. So that's when you kind of do the research and just kind of learn your history and and it, it's 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 dope like 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 figuring all that stuff out where where uh, i ended up like learning about like i said edo g and and term and and uh and static and, and these guys and guru who really like laid the groundwork for like massachusetts new england hip-hop for like out here
0: i was gonna say it seems like people don't necessarily recognize that because when they picture boston music they picture like Cause of Stiss and like melfi but there were but there were figures beforehand definitely who you're referring to,
1: but that's what's really cool though it's like like you it, i'm in like this weird spot where it's like someone' some, one of my my good friends Ludy's like is like I feel like you know the 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 little bro and big bro all the time, you know what I mean because you 're kind of caught in between those generational gaps, you know what i mean where it's like you 're right there 's so much um new 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 age like new style of music that 's been coming out that people. Consider that the sound of Boston now So it's like really dope to see like how Everything's kind of developed Yeah the progression of everything So like I think that's really really dope And so It's exciting You know what I mean And if anything it only like Motivates us as creatives To just continue to inspire And continue to push the envelope And create like Stuff that really pushes everything forward For the culture
0: So When it had started I'm assuming the Middle East Was kind of that spot Right That's where everything Was going down That's like always been Such like a hip hop staple As far
1: as I know You know what I mean That was like
0: when Leeds Had kind of had that Stronghold
1: He's always been The first person That um, like doing like Like the real hip hop shows That I've been familiar With out here Like always at like The Middle East I know he brought out um, I think he was doing like, I think he brought out Eminem years and years ago. Like, like, so it's like stuff like that. Like he's ro- always been huge.
0: I'm going to sound, I might sound branded, but I think the Rolling Stones might have played there once.
1: That, I, I, you could be 100% right, honestly. Like, that like wild?
0: That's it's insane, you know, if you think about it, you know? It's crazy. They've had crazy acts in there. I uh, I was outside the Middle East for the Doja Cat show. Okay. It was huge. That's awesome. But it's, the Middle East is a real staple, you 100%. know? 100%. Like you have you thrown a show at the Middle East? I'm sure or done something over there. Sonia. Sonia's dope
1: too. That's that's the new one right next to there as well. Great venue too. Like the sounds really good in there. Very open and mm-hmm. spacious. I like, they, because I think, what was it, TT and the Bears, I think, they had the big fire there, and then, like, that burnt down, and then they didn't know what was going to happen if they were going to have another venue there, and then I think that they ended up building Sonia, which was awesome.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. So, what, was there a restaurant right there? It was
1: another, it was, like, a smaller venue, and, like, they used to have kind of more, like, indie shows there and stuff like that, like, but all mid, genres. Middle East ownership? Um, it was, they, they were kind of, like, attached. I think it was separate owners, but I'm not 100%, but I know that they kind of, like, worked together closely. It was really dope.
0: And now... Yeah, so people don't really understand about the Middle East. There's like six venues or five venues in one venue. Yeah, it's just like a circus madhouse. It's awesome and
1: falafel. So, 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 so and it's some awesome. food and some some
0: burgers and and, some in the middle of Central Square, mm-hmm. right in Cambridge. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's another hint. Whoa, it's a hint. You, it will make sense in like three weeks. Whoa, it's a hint. Um, so what is the time frame on that period? And like, what what role were you playing at the time? I mean, Not in fifth grade, but I'm yeah. sure, like, when did you kind of start getting your hands deep into stuff? Yeah,
1: like, uh, so when I, I went to school at um 18 to Wentworth, and that was when I really kind of discovered production. And, like, I never dabbled with it before, never even tried. Like, my, my my family was always musically inclined. I, you know, made played drums a little bit when I was younger, but, like, never really did much other than the bass drum and just kind of kept tempo, because I was the only kid in my class that could keep the tempo. So, like, other than that, I didn't really have any musical experience, but, um... Freshman year, got a cable modem at school, and just went crazy with music, and just and just fell in love with it. And what is just it,
0: what is a cable modem? See, see, see. All right, so this is so this you is know, wild. You know yeah. what this is, Abu? Oh.
1: All right, so this is crazy. This definitely dates me. This is awesome. All right, so like yeah, so fifty six k was like the old modems, like back in the day. Like you couldn't literally one song to download used to take a half an hour. Like it was wild. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: oh Okay, I'm starting to fall. You keep going. And
1: so and so. That's what I grew up with, like my whole life, like like having the craziest like internet, like you know, if you like a, line love, wire days, yeah, like you know, you you know, you get a phone call and you get kicked off and stuff like that, and like like get off the internet, we need the phone, and like and like all those dial things. tone, yeah, dial tone, all that real, real, it was real, it was real, and so and so I never had the luxury of like of like the fast internet. So when I went to school. It was like, open the floodgates, and it was like, here you go. You know, here's access to the internet. It felt like, you know so what I mean? So what was this cable modem? So that's what. It, so basically, that's what it was called. It was like a cable modem, which was, you know, it felt like a billion times faster than what I was used to, and then you could just go crazy on that. So I would go and download so much music. You so know much I mean? Gwen so, Stefani. So, so, oh, my God, my <laughs> favorite. You know so what I mean? So much pink, man. Yo. S- just the best, you know what I mean? It's, like, am I in like, the right time frame? Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, you're you're right in there. You know what I mean? Now that that's what I call music, and JoJo was popping. You oh, know what I mean? JoJo, it was great, man. Those who were else the are, days. Who else?
0: Uh, Fallout
1: Boy. Fallout Boy was killing it then. Gavin DeGraw. Hey man, he's still killing it. <laughs> Gavin
0: DeGraw. <laughs> <laughs> Bush,
1: Bush is like one of those groups that will like glycerine will be played at like you know grandparents like 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 like, like when we become grandparents, we'll still be played type of thing. You know.
0: I don't wanna be anything. And uh, well, I'm just trying to think because I think this period was the same period where VH1 they had their countdown. Yes. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was it Hoobastank? Reasons? Yeah, yeah. All the all these groups, man. Lincoln Park, all that stuff. I was like throwing a so. So this was like '04.
1: This was actually the, the when the Red Sox first won the World Series. So I, this was like my first time living in Boston, and it was just like an amazing, amazing year. So this is when like everything I felt like kind of clicked. Like you know, being in the city. Being around like 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 everything like that, and then being around the music and stuff, and then finding fr- a cracked version of Fruity Loops on this on this cable modem accessed internet, I was like, man, it's it's game over, you know what I mean? So I, I was there for drawing, and just found myself listening to music all day long, all night long, just drawing and drawing and drawing. But then I discovered uh, Fruity Loops, and uh, you know, switched the game for me. And so after that, I I, I stopped going to school for industrial design and, and switched it up and started pursuing music.
0: That was it. So then, how do you kind of get involved in what's going on in the city? In the city, um, how do you I, go from I, dorm boy John yeah. to like John going to Middle East and doing and producing and like? I mean, I mean, I think that's
1: that's that's where it starts. Just getting out there, just being out there. You know, you, you, you as a creative, you start kind of making all your stuff in your room or in your bedroom or in your dorm room and stuff. And then and then once you start to feel more confident about it, you want to meet other people, so you start to kind of go in different to different shows and stuff. For me, it started with um, a couple kids I went to school with. We ended up like forming a group. And, and we, we, you know, every weekend we'd get together, whether I'd go to Boston or go to Brockton, uh, where they lived, um, you know, for, for, like two, three years straight every single weekend. Um, and I would bring all my recording equipment and all my production equipment and just go out there get got to work at like 11, drive to, drive to Brockton, step to like four in the morning, working on beats next morning, start recording from 9am to 8pm all day, all night, um, for that day and then drive home and then just do the do the work week again and I would do school and that's what it was. And so that was it for three years and then um, you know, parted ways with the group. Um and then and then from there kinda was like, all right, I need to I kinda wanna like figure out a home for my own production. So that's kinda how we started Glass House, and had a couple of friends that um I had known just been doing their thing for a little while and, like, you know, like, uh, just from, from way back in the day. So we just kind of started, like, it became like a, like, like a home for, like, quote unquote outcasts people that necessarily didn't have a home or another place for, for them to go. I didn't really feel part of, like, the scene, I guess. So we kind of took in a bunch of those type of people and all of a sudden we had, like, 11 artists under the roster. And then we met a group of kids that were, like, younger. And then um, that included a, compos- a, a young Colin Mitchell, uh, a young Trey Peace, and then a young Token. And so they were, like, 13, 14, and 17. And then from there, like... How old were you? I was... Oh, shit, uh, Let me think. So I'm, like, I, th- I think I'm, like, what, 13? So I was probably, like, 26, 27 at the time. And so you were, like, bringing up these... Yeah. So, like, I met them, and basically I, I used to go to a barbershop, leave my business card there, one of my buddies that used to own the shop. And I met them, and they came through one day. They left the CD there, because they, like... And I ended up, like, listening to it, like, a month later. It was, like, in my car. So I ended up like calling the number. It ends up being like Colin Mitchell, who's like 14 years old, and I was like, "Listen, like I I don't know what I can do, but like maybe we can meet up, and I can like hear and hear more about what you guys got going on, and maybe I'll see what I can help like along the way and stuff." So
0: he's like, "We hate school. (laughs) At the time, we want to just be rappers, man."
1: And that's like, and, and like you know, that's like the classic, like I guess, like. When you're young, you know what I mean. You just you just want to do what you love. You know what I mean. And that's what they loved. But at the same time, like they had good heads on their shoulders. It was more so like just helping them, I guess, steer them in the right direction when it came to like just skipping certain steps when it came to music and and just helping. Them when even when it came to school, Token really didn't need it, you know. Um, But 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 some of the other guys, when the, if they needed any encouragement or any help with school, just being able to help with those sort of things too. And like, but it was cool because like with that sort of thing, I didn't have anybody when I first started. So like I felt like. Maybe if I could help them skip a few years of, like, aggravation and, like, falling on their face, maybe we can, like, expedite their process a little bit quicker. And so really proud of just everything we've been able to to do as a group and just with everybody individually. And, and you know, not everybody's creating music now, but all still really good friends. So it's been really, really dope.
0: I feel like I just heard your life story. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a laughs> long story short. <laughs> so um, I'm going to just bounce around a little bit. So how much for you has being personable helped you as a producer? Because I feel like traditionally people on the production end of things can often get consumed in their software and in mm-hmm. their project, but you kind of know how to talk to people. So has that, has that your ability to network helped you a lot? Cause I think like a lot of other producers could probably benefit from this.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's everything, honestly, like, like being able to, um, like my like yeah like i think relationships are huge and, and 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 being personable to me is super important and genuine like not just like fake personable but like really just being real and just like i think is super 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 important and like uh i think people can feel that authenticity you know what i mean especially like when you're in the room with them like via text or email sometimes where where a lot of music is a lot of created created nowadays um it's it's not always easy to get that frustrating to get that. Right? yeah because sometimes like you might have the best intentions in the world but like it doesn't always come off like that in a text or in an email if if, if you're not really You should see my DMs bro. Yeah, so it's like it's it's tough, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So so but but like I always felt like, you know, being being personable, being being real and genuine, especially when it came to being in person with with people it, uh, is always the most important thing. You know, like uh building those relationships and really um you know, trying to really get to know the person. I think, like, like when I do sessions, it's more so I like to really sit down with people. Um, what, I went to this Ter- uh, Terrace Martin Speak at Harvard event recently that they did, and uh, he talks about, I think, when you're working on an album, it's important to really eat dinner together. And, like, I think that's, like, a, you know, an undervalued uh, resource uh, or something that's really important when it comes to creating.
0: What if you're fasting?
1: Then then not doing it together. Not eating together, together. Yeah, exactly, Exactly Bleed
0: through your eyes together yeah.
1: Just stare each other down Until you guys are both Just not hungry anymore <laughs> I
0: This is I'm not going to call anyone out But I had a I had a business meeting once I sound like such a dick But I had a business meeting once Where I was like Trying to secure this big deal For myself mm-hmm. And And who I was trying to Secure the deal from Was like hey Let's go eat Let's eat lunch right So he sat down And mind you I'm heavy on fasting right I have two hilarious fasting stories, but I'm, like, very heavy on fasting, and so he gets this fat plate of, like, shish kebab and, like, probably, like, 4,000 calorie plate, and he was kind of, like, a big dude, Mm -hmm. and then he orders it, and I'm, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not eating, I'm fasting, and, like, he took it as such blatant disrespect and so in retrospect and i didn't close the deal and so in retrospect i was like you know there is there is a certain sense of bonding that people do over eating you know what i'm saying totally food and music to me has always been like the best conversation starters you know what i mean you just have food like,
1: in the stew I, I love food i used to cook in restaurants i used to be like in the restaurants for like mad long before like uh you know like doing this full time so like i just love it i got a barbecue grill out front of the studio literally like like doing sessions like like or whatever that's fire yeah Literally Literally no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woodfire grill yep. cheese. <laughs> so um, Okay so y- This period of music happens With all these Quote unquote Older heads Yeah So what happens after this Because you're someone As you were saying You're kind of caught In the center of everything mm-hmm. You've seen everything Kind of grow You're kind of like a, a guru Like a wise man And you're And you're I coming appreciate. from The North Shore So you're seeing it From fresh eyes right Definitely so what happens first? Is it, when was Benzino popping? <laughs> so that was that. I
1: see. That was kind of before my time was the Benzino stuff. So like to, like that. Was, like but that was dope. I I love hearing about that era. Um, you know, as far as like when he was kind of like really doing his thing with like Made Men and those guys out here, because that was like a whole different era where like you know people used to come to Boston and get the chain snatched and like like shit was crazy out here so like <laughs> That's like hilarious. Yo, but it was like real though cuz like like it, they it would have to be like a respect thing you know what i mean you have to come to mass and show respect to like the other people who used to you know who who laid the groundwork here you know what i mean and if they didn't um you know people would take that as disrespect and and act accordingly you know what i mean i just remember hearing the stories and like i I've, it's cool like I've, I've i've had friends that have just you know Ben Ben has seen seen a lot of that even prior prior to things that I had seen so like i have i've heard uh just some incredible incredible stories about that but i remember you know when Benzino and M were going at it it was just like one of those things that it was tough cuz like being from boston you're like damn, this guy's killing us right now you know what I mean? you know what i mean and so like it was it was tough but like it was dope to you know to to see um you know the city in the headlines like that you know even if even if it wasn't for the best circumstances at the time but at the same time like i feel like that kind of put a spotlight on what was happening
0: around here a little bit more which is pretty cool so the, the benzino period happens and then this terminology yep so yeah so i remember osso so sonically this is very different from what i i know it's like very Definitely. like freestyle cypher based like boom bap beats kind of very boom bap like miracle diabolical i'm the <laughs> on the lyrical.
1: <laughs> definitely definitely a lot of that but like but also too like so there was a lot of really good content I was like with that too like like I loved like you know re- like like listening to like M. Rex terminology acrobatic like cause a lot of those guys are some of the um the, you know around that generation around that time like and they made amazing music still continue to make amazing music and like uh I remember 06 here and watch how it go down which was like a term, uh, terminology record produced by DJ Premier, who's like one of the greatest producers, in my opinion. And so like when I heard that record, it was like really, really amazing to me hearing someone from the area with that like kind of, you know, production and and just hearing that, that record, would, which would, to me is still like a, an amazing song, like years and years later. So it's been like, what, 12, 12 some odd, 13 years later, and it's still to me something that he performs at, like every show and never gets sick of it. And that goes for like a lot of those guys. Like there's songs that are on their catalog that like I, I never, ever, ever get sick of them hearing them perform though. So like... That period happened, like you said, and then I feel like there was a a shift around. I remember back they did this top fifteen artists to come out of Boston, and Double XL put this on, and it was everybody from like Dutra Bell to Michael Christmas, Hefe Replay. Yeah, Um, so
0: there was like a like four or five year
1: gap. Yeah, but like it was cool because like that kind of bridged that because it kind of let people know it wasn't just boom bap like like embrace more than just the what the boom bap sound was at the time what, what everyone knew boston for that there was way there was more coming out than just that so like when that show happened you had all the different genres and styles meshed together but all representing the top 15 are like you know uh, according to double xl that that would come
0: from the area so like that was really cool to see and they had like, like familiar and stuff I'm familiar with this era yeah so like that That's was pr- uh, but when did you start really figuring out what was going on for me it's probably around that time For me, and I think for most people, it was probably when "Shout Out" came out, and that was huge. I feel it's like such this, a so dope, dude, and like the, like it's like awesome.
1: Tim and 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 Mike and 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 Stiz and all of them, like they've been killing it. Like as far as like everything from like the marketing to um, when when that project came out, like you couldn't go anywhere in the area without hearing that. Whether it was at a show at a venue, um, even like just like the social media. Like I remember they had the uh, the Fresh Prince video, and like they had like, but it was like. It was just the song playing. They had like these skits, of, like the, like the guy who was like pretending he was blind, just so he could like walk that the girl huge. across the street. I remember that, and that was like a dope video, and it was like catchy and like it was like all those different um, content and forms of media was, it was really very so organic, awesome. Yeah, that's and that's the best word for it. It was just really cool, and the city really got behind it, and like not just the city, but even just the state in general, and like it was just really awesome to see, and like and like you said, it wasn't just boom anymore it was like those people realizing that this is a different sound um coming from the same areas and stuff like that but also like telling a different story in a different way which was really dope and like showing showing just like so much more to what was
0: happening in mass yeah what that reminded me of that video that's that skit so it was actually jerry perp Drink, i believe who's actually from i think brockton oh no way i didn't know that but he was one of the first vine stars mm-hmm. and so he had a video that was like a blind dude he was like grabbing a chick's ass, right? And it was
1: a lovely one too. I think. yeah, like, yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and
0: it was to Fresh Prince, and so it kind of helped boost the song online, which was a big cousin's to the song. It reminds me of when we just had that dude. We just had a tick a guy who was really heavy on TikTok yes. up here. Yep. He said his friend Nice Michael was the one who made the original sketch to Old Town Road, oh, which wow. made it go viral. So it's just different platforms, very mm-hmm. similar. Right. Totally. Right. Are you guys hot? Anyone hot? You don't have to. You don't have to hit it. Are you hot? Okay. You good? Chilling. I'm not hot. I'm, I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you. So that period happens. And, yes. And so are you just totally camped on the North Shore this whole time, or.
1: I mean, like we're we're always going to shows and stuff like that at the time and stuff. We're I'm, I'm going back and forth to to I, I'm traveling everywhere at this time pretty much. Like I'm going to Bro- Boston all the time. Going to Brockton. I'm 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 never afraid to 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 travel to to meet people like honestly i feel like that's that's huge like you, you got to get out you know what i mean so like i'm big on go- going out and meeting people and stuff like that so at this time like if i just like people's music again like being a fan if i just like someone's music i'm gonna reach out to them like i don't really whether you know quote unquote big or not like if i just like someone's music i just i just want i just want to reach out and just see like you know what's going on see where their head's at and I'm, hopefully i'm gonna see keep it about go head
0: you would dm me but I'd never seen your face, and mm-hmm. so when you showed up to the first event, you're like, yo, what's good, bro? I was like, what's good, dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, bro, I'm, I'm John Glass, bro. I'm here for the Influence event. I was like, oh, we're bro. Great, good looks, dog. And then you came in, and we had an event in the back of a gym. And it was awesome. It was great, dude. It was I, really great. I think
1: it was a great starting point, and honestly, like, Matt, I'm, you know, m- you know, got to meet in person. Met Mike. Um, oh, you've
0: been working with Mikey Bonkers. What's that like? Yeah, and
1: it's been awesome. Like, Mike came down to the studio after after we after we met there. and stayed in touch, and and we basically started, uh, you know, creating like a working relationship where we the can help network provide the music. Reach
0: is ten million plus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Mike's energy is awesome. Like, he really like. He's just so charismatic, and he like, and it, it's just like he just really <laughs> yeah, like he makes fucking it, crazy. it's all. Awesome. I love it, you know. What I mean? But I just I'm big on energy. Energy you can feel it's something like you can really feel, you know what I mean? And like he's, I love that. I think that's that's mad important. I was
0: very impressed with Frank actually the first time he like really had a meeting with Mike because mm-hmm. Mike's like, we got to do this, we got to do that. Let's get this done. Come on! And Frank was just very calm. He's like, so what do you want, man? How can I help you? I was very impressed, bro. About because the, the, the first time I met Mike, I was like. Like someone get this kid a tranquilizer, bro. <laughs> this kid is nuts. <laughs> so, um yeah, that was dope. So you this fourteen fifteen period happened. So when do you start working with like token? And how did you get the for all the rapidly rap fans out there, including Frank, how did you start working with joiner Lucas too? Yeah, so so basically I met like uh like Colin and Token
1: and, and Trey when they were like thirteen, fourteen, seventeen. So like that was uh Ben's about to be twenty one this year, so so that was about like, you know, two thousand Twelve or so, or two, you know, two thousand, yeah, two thousand twelve-ish around that around that time. So at this time, we had already had Glasshouse going. Uh, we basically um, absorbed a, a bunch of other artists that they're from the area that we were friends with and stuff like that. And then we just had uh, uh, done our very first tour. And then we teamed up with um, oh,
0: your East Coast tour. Boston yeah, yeah, tour. But, yep,
1: exactly. We did like New Hampshire, Boston, um, Rochester, and we did um, uh, Cleveland, Ohio,
0: as well. And were these like small shows or were th- was your boy token having those big viral vids at this time so actually every the, time uh, that dude drops a video it goes fucking viral probably. oh yeah like like
1: and, th- and this was actually like right around this time this was like right before like i think right before we met uh we met those guys so we just did the tour and then we came back and we were kind of working on what was next uh, or it was like right around the time we, we met them they didn't end up coming on tour they were just too too young at the time and we didn't really have that um relationship yet with the families to be like you know yeah. we're gonna bring them out on the road and stuff like well, that we're gonna and be smoking weed
0: and- I'd be drinking a little bit but <laughs> No
1: but even with that though That's something that we always Like we're very aware of And knowing that like With the age difference And stuff like that And, and I was always really It was important to me To like If, if I were ever, um, Had them in And in, like in, under, under my watch Quote unquote That like I, you know, would look out for, for their parents' best interests, but also Make their best interests. they're interest. comfortable. And yeah, but, but they were but, probably fascinated by it though, dude. I mean, I think just, you know, trying to bring these guys everywhere, like every studio we go to, bring them as many trips as possible, like, like later on and stuff. And like, we used to do Cali together, Buffalo, like all sorts of trips and stuff like that. So like, it, obviously, it's really amazing being being that age and seeing like a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and obviously, I think it just inspires and encourages you just to keep doing more and more. So it was, it was it was that was really dope. So like we we had done that, and then he started putting out a ton of his own videos. Token was doing that, and then um, we, it was it was kind of wild just seeing everything kind of like catapult. Like it started with like kind of the ciphers and the contests, and he was he was winning contests and stuff. But a lot of it came down to like the marketing and how we would like title things to. To, um, you know the, the the timing of he when, which he would put out videos he was always really big on like i remember the rap god was one of his biggest ones when he was 15 as soon as the song came out within a week he put that he put like another video together of him rapping on the mic and put that out and like labeled it like the certain way like titled it the right way that 15 year old like you know does does rap god oh, he so, titled that himself yeah yeah so like he was always big on that and then like that's something that we, um, it was just huge you know so so he he started that like and then that kind of really just kind of Saw like the kind of the floodgates open, and then from there we kind of figured out like, okay, there's like not a formula, but a formula when it came to like the marketing of certain things, and then reaching out to the other Facebook pages and things yeah, like I that, and just kind of guerrilla marketing from all angles and I stuff. Think you
0: guys branded it really well. Yeah, it was it was it was, really it was awesome. It was really smart way to brand it. Like, like this mad young white kid who can rap, and and there were, and I remember there were mad comparisons to Eminem, but like, I feel like you embraced it. Yeah, like I mean, you kind of have
1: to to some extent because like. It was one of those things, like, they never really talked, like, it helped, though. Most of the comments came like about, like, his look, or, like, you know stuff like that Size or like Or things of that sort Never really about the quality Of his rapping His rapping was never questioned You know what I mean But then when you think of White good rappers You think of Eminem You know what I mean So it's like It's natural And Yellow friendly. Wolf and, and Yellow Wolf Which he also like uh, Did some of those remixes And stuff too So it's like And, and, which, and which, I like MGK Yeah MG- I like MGK MGK has his moments You know what I mean He's got his moments He's
0: a psycho bro I fuck with it He's like total energy I love his funk flex freestyle I never saw that That's something I gotta check out It was vicious
1: Okay Okay, just, I believe he's just
0: pissed, bro. Usually he starts rapping you're like I just want to slam my head through the window.
1: Bro. His flow's dope. I'll give him that. Like I love his flow and like how he was like really inspired like by Bone Thugs and stuff. You could hear that like like when he first came out and stuff. Like I was a huge Bone Thugs fan growing up, so like I don't know. I love that from him being like the Midwest guy. Like I definitely like like that sort of thing. But I don't know it's, 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 it's MGK. I get I don't know. I I mess with him. I mess with him, but not uh, he's not my go-to. I guess.
0: You're not bumping him in your whip. I get it. I guess he's not my.
1: He's not my. He's not my go-to bumping artist. I <laughs> feel you. But so,
0: he's dope. So you, you. So you're like the Godfather. You're raising up these figures. I, I, however you want to look at it. Yeah, I guess. John the Godfather. <laughs> John Pacino. <laughs> John Pacino. <laughs> just
1: just trying to do my best to trying to like you know create create the best opportunities for these guys while also like you know being there to help with anything else that that may be needed. You know, as far as like like I said, but also being being able to be trustworthy to their parents and stuff like that to know that that they're in good hands and know that i can um you know hopefully do the best i can to to give them the best opportunities i can for them
0: so kind of what john scott has hinted at and and my guy josh you know josh right josh is the man they've hinted at like you know it's kind of an engineer's dream to start with an artist young and be able to nurture and develop them that's kind of like the gold standard that's what most engineers want i mean you're also a producer too
1: and that was that's what was cool too because we formally like we started like kind of creating the sound you know what i mean and even for me which was this was obviously like a huge point for me even as a producer because i like you said i came from the like a background of really boom bad really east coast hip-hop and so at this point like i can't necessarily just make those beats for some of these guys we have a roster now of like 11 artists so it's like not everybody's gonna like just East Coast boom bap, so it really got me to branch out and make so many different sounds. And and so like as a as as a producing engineer, it was awesome to be able to work with these artists, like you said, in, in like their infancy stages to really help develop them. Not only sonic like with Sonics, but like like engineering and and like even it was like a. It was very uh, reciprocal, you know what I mean. I was learning a ton of myself on the fly with all this stuff. So like, it was really, it was really great just to grow together with all these guys and like, we all just felt like we were learning from each other at the time, and, and it was just incredible, you know. So like that, like like you said, like like doing that from the start is huge because, you but, re- but
0: also on a on a commercial. T- who's this? Someone here? It's Bix. <laughs> oh, th- so this is this is who runs. Our, did you ever meet Jack? Yeah, yeah Jack. Just come in. Just come in. We met at the events. I haven't seen Bix in like weeks. This is great. <laughs> what time is it? He's Bix. Just just get in. We're in the middle of the interview. You remember John? Girl, Good on, to man, see how you. Doing, Good how are you, Jack? This is a boo. Nice to meet you, man. You sit next yeah, to a boo. So no, you can sit in, bro. Just squeeze it on in. So for you, was it was it a matter of like, I see I see potential. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: With like with all of them.
0: You know you what I mean? was thirteen, bro? But that's the thing. You're like, a culture vulture, bro.
1: No, I'm like I always feel like I'm good at like I feel like I've always been I always had a good ear for for, for 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 music. And so like I always saw like I'm big also too on personality and not just like the rapping but how people rap. And like he was fifteen and he had personality. I mean I'm sorry, he was thirteen and still had like personality when he rapped. You know what I mean? More so even than some people have been doing it for like ten, twenty years. You know what I mean? So like there was something there, and even with Colin and, and Trey too, like they they all had something, like they all still have something, you know what I mean? Where it's like, like their drive and all these things, like, and, and like, like it was there was something special there.
0: Hey, hey, hey! Look, John, that's John Scott. He's oh, here. See, I knew I knew John was gonna be here. That's Lord. awesome. So like, so like, it's a family reunion. I brother. love it. I love it. The the Johns in the building. It's beautiful. So hey, like, his first name's John. See,
1: that's not really feels like 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 you know three's company. This is great. This is great. <laughs> okay, I love guess it. Guess what? My first name is. John? No, it's, Connor. It's,
0: no, it's John, bro. Oh my god.
1: Mind blowing emoji.
0: Four Johns. We should start a band. I'm with it. The four Johns. This sounds a little perverted. Yeah, it sounds a little <laughs> bit
1: a little sketchy, my bad. I kind of ruined that one. <laughs> bad band names, I'll go on that list. I'll go on that one. Four J.
0: Jake J to the fourth power. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. So uh are at what point because I feel like you've built everything on longevity. At what point are you like, you know, this is kind of what I want to do with everything going on? Because I feel like you, for the longest time, when you've developed a business, which is fire, and I think a lot of people can learn from that. But like, you've overseen everything. You've had longevity and what's going on. So like, where do you want to take it? Um, I mean,
1: end end goal, I guess, is to still con- like pr- production is still like where my heart is. I love producing. Um, There was a point where I almost gave it all up um, to to, to just, like, I I, I started this because I wanted to work in the music industry in some capacity. I didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew I loved music and I wanted to work in it in some way. So that's where I started producing because that's where I fell in love with first. I started becoming an engineer second because I feel like that would give me more longevity and also help me get into certain rooms to other meet people to then be able to shop the beats. But then also then I started forming a group to then, like, create a group that we can release music under in case like you know it wasn't always easy to reach out to people and like you said like with emails and stuff like that not everyone could connect as easily so then we had a group that we started making to do all that sort of stuff then like we would tour and so like i feel like i've done a lot of the things i've always wanted to do but now it's like i'm ready to like to continue to produce um I really want to uh you know create like a, a, a another platform like which we have with suicide squad to like to bring artists in to like help release and distribute the music, but also I feel like you know since um I've always really loved artist development something I wanna to continue to do, whether it's people that who have been um you know doing it for a while that are, are are still continuing to develop new sounds and new new work or, or people who are just coming up that I feel like still like have a, i see potential in and stuff like that like I just love seeing people grow and and progress in the stuff that they love to do. So like that's something I always want to have like a hand in as far as like helping others and stuff like that. Um but I also see like you know other mentorship programs. I, I we do the classes now at the studio so I I
0: That's fire. That's I'm a big really on that. Yeah, I was going to say that. The fact that you offer courses Yeah. is like dope business idea. You it's, know how many young kids probably want to learn how to mix and master? And and
1: that's it. I feel like now everything's so accessible so it's like as, like, like you like you know, being in that of that in-between, where it's, like, you know, you have, like, the old heads complain about the young heads, the young heads complain about the old heads, quote-unquote. You know what I mean? So it's, like, how do we change that? But we try and bridge, bridge the gap by helping people learn more about why everyone creates the way they do it, why they talk to tell the stories they do. And so, like, helping people, like, educate them when it comes to creating great quality stuff. It's, like, when it comes to classes or even just songwriting or anything like that, it's, like, the best way you're going to do that is by, like, working and talking to people. You know what I mean? You're not going to just do it just by, like, posting and hating on people it's just like, you gotta you gotta find other ways to, to communicate and get you know get to fill that void
0: you know you're a great dude man honestly <laughs> dude, <laughs> I appreciate you should, it. you should have really kind energy to you man i but. appreciate that man how have you uh are you, are you situated are you okay, <laughs> girls said jack looks like aquaman what do you guys think okay, you <laughs> ladies love aquaman jack guess what <laughs> We're not going to say on camera, but guess where I saw a boo? Guess where we had seen each other. No. No. Where do I go, like, once a week? No, I've actually cut back on that. (laughs) Smart guy, bro.
1: See, I was gonna be like strip club? Never like, but no, I don't think that was. Not up near you. No. Not in your area. No, there's bro. some bad ones up up near our spot. There's, 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 there's some not so uh, not so safe ones. Yeah. One cool fun fact though about the no short, you know the uh you yeah, all right, so have you ever seen um That's my boy with Adam Sandler?
0: Listen, before you even say any of this stuff, yeah. You're from Beverly. Yeah. Dude, do you guys remember that scene in the proposal, the Ryan Gosling movie at the Sitka Airport? They actually filmed that at the Beverly Air Strip. Oh wow, I did not know that. Dude, that's actually dope. You you didn't know that? I did not know that. No, <laughs> I all I had to do was search on Wikipedia, bro. See, I believe it. I believe it. Beverly's got some pretty cool stuff. Well, but,
1: you it seems like that's been a site for a bunch of movies recently. Yeah, they did Grown Ups out there and stuff like that too. But it was cool. So like when they did That's My Boy, they, the strip club that's in Danvers, there's this or like Danvers, you know, PB Line. It's uh, I can't even think of the name of it right now. But but um. And they ended up converting it into another strip club for the movie called Ste- uh, steak and legs or like like some like like legs and eggs i think it was and they like literally changed the whole top to make it look like a girl was like like a cowgirl was on the top of the oh, wow. thing and everything and it was it was like kind of wild like like those news places everywhere but like they redid the strip club and made it like pop in for like a week and a half <laughs> like it was mad fun you were present I I never went in, no but like I just was from though. outside. Yo, it's one of those places that like like I went to when I was mad young and like like and like with like a like a fake ID back in the day. But like once you're like of age, you're like, nah, I don't think I need to go there anymore. You're like it's like it's a it's one of those sketchy places, there, but
0: there was one in Belrica. Have yeah. you you know what I'm talking McTus? about? Is that the one? Yeah, that that was the
1: infamous like uh, when you turn eighteen, uh, that's where you go and you get the t shirt and like you bring it back and you show your friends and they, they, they I never I will went never by. My friends forget
0: I will never forget going to that place. Ever. And I don't want to disparage anybody. Because <laughs> we went... I was dead sober, man. I thought like, hey, man, I'm 18. This might be kind of fun. We left traumatized. Yeah, it's not... I don't, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm not a strip club fan. I feel like it's... it's uh it's a different different uh, different world there, man. It's a different world.
0: There's a certain barbarism that happens yeah. in strip clubs. It's <laughs> such a dudes great... act like different humans. In Yo, strip it's clubs, real.
1: Right? It's real. And like there's like some weird like torture stuff that goes on there too. Like like like,
0: <laughs> like, like <laughs> dead like,
1: ass though. <laughs> like when it's someone's birthday, like, yeah, come on up. We're gonna torture you <laughs> and then and then you're gonna send you on your way. And like, and we're gonna like, embarrass you in front of <laughs> everybody. Everyone. Like I was like, I remember being like you said, like mortified, like wow, they do this like you do this to your friends? Like like it's just like it was crazy. I've seen them
0: put a, a ball in a dude's mouth. And then hit him with a leather whip in the head, <laughs> literally, and like disparage him. I've seen this stuff happen. Jack's seen it happen. Yo, it's real
1: shit. So, real, uh, yo, we went to Philly for my friend's bachelor party. Went to this is probably the the craziest strip club I've ever been to in my life, which and I, that, and I've not been to many. So. Philly, Philly. It was a bring your own uh, BYOB strip club. First off and dangerous dangerous that, that that's the that was the first like like warning sign that we should have known second Definitely illegal yeah yeah that, yeah yeah <laughs> sketchy as hell that, the second one <laughs> this woman offered to like Lysol this room in the back for us and we wanted to go back there like, sign number two um sign number three was uh we <laughs> bring, they, yeah they bring they bring our but they bring our buddy up for uh for the first for you know the bat, the bachelor thing and uh and like and he was like actually i'm sorry they bring up someone else and then he sees that and he's like you know what don't don't let me do this So so we see someone else go up And they're literally pulling out this dude's armpit hairs And stuff like that And just <laughs> torturing him And I'm just in there like we should probably. This is. Uh, I think this is the third uh, sign now, so I think it's good. I think it's a good time to go. Oh my god! We walk outside to try and hail a cab, and, and like we're like, yo, where should we get a cab? There's a guy outside eating checkers chickens, and they're like, I'll give you a ride. And we're like, you know what? Like, let's. We gotta get the, We gotta get as far from here as we <laughs> possible What part right of town How are you in, bro? We were not in the best part of town. I'm gonna <laughs> say. I, I don't know much about Philly, but I. But uh. But I know that that's not necessarily the place to be in that that particular there, corner. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> here. Yo, it that's was wild. Gruesome, dude. Dude, they had a belt around this dude's neck. And they just tortured this guy Like it was It was just like It was I felt like and I And he was probably in, paid extra for it they probably, you know, His boys were loving it I was in there like I'm sorry We're not doing this to our friend Like, like we can't do this his to our friend His boys loved it you know, it, was, it was wild that, that, was some, that, was, that was like my first Philly experience So that was pretty cool <laughs> And now you're never going back Been back very few times since But it's been, a, it's but been a Much better Much better town. since Yeah Great rolled ice cream Great rolled ice cream Great cheesesteak
0: I don't know if they're ushering in here Whoa What time is it? to four. Okay, cool. We got like, so like six minutes. <laughs> um. You guys got any questions? I got like, ten more. I could open my notes, but we, can, can you shed on how you, for all the rap fans out there, how you talk worked for Joyner?
1: Yeah. So and, um, and Hobson, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, all those are actually really dope stories. So um, so Joiner, I knew through. So when I first. Uh, a good friend of mine, Knox Beats. He's now um, does like tons of production and, and but mainly all the engineering for for Joyner. That's um, what Justin Clancy was talking about. Nox and, and, yeah, and, uh, he works closely with Clancy Token as well. Um, good, really good friend. I've known him for years. Uh, he's actually the uh, when we the first producer battle I ever did. Him and I went head to head. um in the finals for that. Who won? Uh, he won. He won. And, and and like and he he killed me. Like I'm going to front. Like he smashed me at that time. Like like as far as a pause <laughs> at that time. Like and it was it was killer. Pause. <laughs> <Boy>. But okay, <laughs> but, uh, but no he. Like he, he, uh, like, yeah, it was, it was a good battle. Like, like, it was my very first production battle. Learned a lot. You know what I mean? Really good dude, though. He, like, but he killed it that night. And um
0: those are the events are strange. Those production battles. See, I've seen him beats. I yeah. saw one of him beats his ones. Yeah, he actually annihilated the dude he was against. But like, it's like you play a beat, and then everyone just like watches. Mm-hmm and then you switch right yeah and like it's and it's cool I feel like, like the second person always has leverage though cuz it's a more fresh
1: beat right it's like the freshest two years exactly it's always like the advantage of playing like later they say than than earlier just because like you can kind of it's like stays like you said in your head fresher and then like you always got to act it out too like some people get into it and they're like yeah, like listen oh. you know what i mean and do all this <laughs> stuff too so it's like it's fun like like it's like i, I, I it's so weird for me cuz i'm just like more like of like shy. I just like yeah i hope people like this you know what i mean when when you play and other people are like I know, this is dope yeah and just like <laughs> here comes the build up yeah. like you know what i mean so it's like yeah exactly and so like it's dope I, everyone's got their own style for it and so it's so it's cool so like um but so that's what that's how we, me and Knox originally met and so Knox ended up like when we first got together like back in my uh, my mom's crib um he he uh we were in the studio there and he was telling me that like um he was like yo there's this artist i really want to work with like check out this guy and he and it ends up being this dude joiner lucas and, and then
0: and for reference joiner from what I know, is from a completely different area in Massachusetts, from Yeah, like the western, western area, Mass. yeah, which is
1: like a good hour and a half away from from, from, from me personally, live, yeah. yeah. And Knox is in New Hampshire, so that's even further from him. But um, but he seen he seen him and like showed me this video. I think it was like w- Words with Friends or something like that that he did, and it was so dope. And he was like, was "I ba- want." W- was that that basketball video? It was like right before that. It was like around that time, though, like a little bit before that. And so it was a video of him in the studio just rapping, and then like at one point it gets like kind of digital, and like the video is him rapping, but it also shows like like you know almost like a light bright of his face type of thing it was really cool but really innovative and different and like it was really dope and so like he killed that and we're and he's like i want to work with this dude so he ends up like working with this guy later on and then the you know being his full-time engineer so at one point um I don't even remember what happened, but he put out, he's putting out a bunch of music and I'm like, "Yo, this dude's actually really dope. Like I, I really like, li- like what he was doing in sonically and, and content wise. I just love the content. Like he was, he was writing like really, really dope lyrics and, and the production was really innovative. So it was like, cool. But he also like could do all the different styles and genres, like and everywhere in between. So like when I, I think I reached out to him on Facebook and I was like, Hey man, like shot in the dark, but like I just made this beat and I could I can like hear you on it. Like I could just like hear your voice on it. And like, I'd love to send it to you. I'm, like. I think he got back like pretty soon like right after that and like message me back go like, send it here's my email and i didn't expect that like at all and i was like oh, all right word so i sent something the email and um and he's like yo, this is dope and so i'm like all right cool but sometimes you don't know what's going to happen like like are they going to use it or like so i didn't really know what was going on so fast forward like maybe like a month or two later we go to new york for like this event um and it's like a cipher event for team backpack and it's me token uh colin i think that was it at the time so I lose my job basically because I go to this trip because I was like, uh, when it came to music, I was like,
0: where were you working at the time? I
1: was just working at a restaurant. It was like it just at a spot in like Oh, Woburn.
0: oh Liberty Tree or now?
1: No, 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 a little bit further. Okay, but work. it was like it was dope. It was like a good like southwestern place. Pretty good food. Was it Chipotle, bro? Damn you got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were really good. It was uh, it's called Massa. Bomb bomb food though.
0: Shout out to Masa. John was just pursuing Shout his dream, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. He didn't mean anything by it. I swear, man,
1: I would have showed up if it was anything else, you know, but no, but basically like, you know, they're like, you know, if you can't you come in, try and get coverage, couldn't get coverage. And I was like, yeah, I'm going. So like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So, um, lost my job, go out there. Days like, kind of like, uh, we get, you know, sucking, you know, classic trip, going to New York, just stuck in crazy traffic, uh, to and from, I think it's coming back to like nine hours. Just like a tough day, you know. Go to the, do the ciphers, uh, get a parking ticket. When I run, run out to go pay the ticket, so to. Uh, but I miss Ben's Ben's cipher, miss Token cipher. So I was like, damn, it just felt like like a rough day. So on the way back, pull in the Tokens driveway, drop him off. I look at my phone um, and see the email, and it's, it's jo- an email from Joiner, and he's like, "Yo, this is dope. I got a video treatment for this already. Like, I'm definitely using this." And I'm like, "The this how serendipitous, you know what I mean? Of like all that stuff kind of like happened the way it did." I was like, "Damn, like." The timing just could not have been like at a better time, you know, to nope. get that. So like at that time, I was like, all right, that kind of just gave me the boost I needed. And then and then from there it was just like, all right, let's do this. So the the project, the song came to light. And the vision came to light. The the video was amazing. Wh- and, which song was that? Uh, Champagne for everybody. Okay, word. And I just love I love the song. Um, I think he killed it. Killed the like flowed the, over the production. Knox killed the mix. Knox also added like a dope um uh, horn sample at the end. I think he had someone actually play the horn at the end. It was it came out phenomenal, and I just love the record. Always a record I've been extremely extremely proud of to this date, and so it's dope. And then we were all on tour together, and then so like when we all uh, were on tour was myself with uh, Token. Um, Joiner and then Hobson, and so like we we did a whole U.S. tour together for six weeks. Was, after that,
0: it lived a crazy life, bro.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been wild. So it's like I'm just you know very appreciative of of every experience and, what, and grateful. What, what for it What was the tour like? Tour was amazing. Like you learn a, a ton, you learn a lot about about you know what I love being a producer and also being able to see from the DJ perspective was really dope to see how people move to production and like see like, what causes people to like mosh, what causes people to jump, what to, like, to turn up, what causes people to like.
0: Know, do like a wavy dance as opposed to like jumping like crazy i'm sure it's, i'm sure it's a much different experience just like working on your beats in a studio as opposed to like actually hearing them live i mean booze absolutely DJ, so he, just that's just, huge like like i feel like seeing
1: how people respond to the music and then being able to take that back home to the studio again like that's priceless you know what i mean to be able to like really see like how people respond to your music firsthand I'm just gonna put us on Instagram live yeah.
0: for a bit as we just wrap yeah. up here
1: but like, I, I always thought that was like such an incredible experience, and like from that, and then so uh, we, it went so good from the first tour that um, we it's ended John, up being asked John back. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up being asked back to do um, uh, Canada and then Europe, and so that's how we ended up like continue to build relationships with with uh, with all those guys. And then that was while we were on tour for Canada, um, Hopson was like, "Yo, I need to do this track." Um, he was, and then like they, they reached out, like uh, Jamie, um, his manager was amazing, and the rest of their team. They were like, you know, do you have any beats?" And I was like, "Yeah, let me see what I can, what I can put together." right before i left for tour i actually i uh, sent um the homie kato some stuff to work on and um and and so like they would be they asked him for some beats as well so all of a sudden i get um a text from kato and he's like yo i think i got a home for for the beat that that we made and i was like sick i didn't even heard it yet i didn't even know like what it, what it was going to sound like or anything but i I'm fully trusting i know kato's amazing so i knew it was going to be dope and so we're all on the road and um husband's like i need to record this song the next day so he got a call from him, and he's like, "Hey, I just got a a, a beat from Cato that he said that you guys produced." And I was like, "Like, how the like, like everything kind of just again, just like aligned, kind of crazy." And so uh, he's like, uh, "He's like, I'm gonna be recording this tomorrow, so like, uh, I might need your help with like recording and stuff like that." He ended up doing it all himself, but he's like, "He's like, are you available in case there's anything?" He's like, "Do it," and like, you know, uh, just want to give you a heads up about the beat and stuff. So we're like, "Dude, that's like crazy. That's awesome." So not only did, did that record happen, he ended up putting it out the next day with the video and everything. It's called "Bust That." But that was also like the very Go fr- get that Go get that But like it was like the very first Time that like He'd ever uh, put out a song That he didn't produce as a single You know like like ever Like he's never ever put out a song That like he'd never produced So like I was like that's That was like an honor in itself So like that was pretty cool And like that's all that the, stuff Kind of snowballed Smooth effect right there bro just trying to, you know, just, 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 just putting out good energy and, and just trying to, you know, deliver when, when the opportunity comes, you know? I will
0: definitely attest. You definitely have great energy, man. I appreciate it, man. I feel like you rubbed off me today. I feel like everyone's going to have a good day now.
1: That's important, man. That's that, yo, know, it's, I forget who said it. I think it was my my Angelou or something like that. But she's like, you can't always, um, people might always remember what you say or what you do, but they'll always remember how you make them feel. So that that's something That's always stuck with me I feel like you gotta It's our its our job in life To try and leave a good imprint Make people feel You know have, Hopefully have a good impact On somebody's life Bill Murray too By the
0: way That was wildly poetic bro Yeah <laughs> The Bill Murray effect Can you say a quote One more time They won't remember What you said Or what you did But you'll remember How they made you feel Yep Connor Hallway <laughs> Barts <laughs> <laughs> Okay So listen I'm just gonna go through here Just to see if uh. Yeah Anybody? There were some questions. It was mostly your boys. Yeah, they were saying probably playing
1: playing around doing some doing some some yeah. funny questions.
0: Let me just okay.
1: My sister, she asked a she asked a very very sisterly question,
0: which is always good.
1: She's like, "How does it feel to be related to me?" I'm like, it's, <laughs>
0: "My sister." Okay, quickly before you get kicked out, one happy birthday. Thank Sorry, I couldn't like, make the party. No, nah, so.
1: it's all good, man. I appreciate it. It's every year So you will have to come To the next one And hopefully we'll do More than that, just every year We'll do like more Of these parties So it's good More
0: birthday parties bro well, like, More like studio parties <laughs> We're just gonna make A birthday every yeah. Every few months The annual quarterly <laughs> oh, birthday they got all four birthday parties A year That'd yeah, be Yeah why not So yo One thing about you bro Is when I write These questions out To be honest I hate writing questions out Hate it It's awful But it is a necessity Sometimes Wait, I just want to prepare it as it's written. So I watched Grey Sky Opus. Oh, dope. <laughs> that visual was beautiful. Thank you. Why do producers not do ridiculous content rollouts like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't really type that right. But no, the question is like, why, why have producers not pushed their content game heavier? It's like no one, I don't know many producers that are putting out like fire stuff online. Well, I think like
1: I mean for like the as for me when I first started, like I was always told like thought that, you know, as a producer you always kinda play the background. You kinda more just like, you know, work with artists and, and, and you you know, send beats and stuff like that. If if the songs get made, all of a sudden that will travel and then things just continue to develop from there. That reality—that's really not the case. You know what I mean? Like, like you kind of have to make your own luck, as they say. You know what I mean? You have to kind of make stuff happen for yourself. So while everything is snowballing, or in a good way, like you have to continue to use that to then leverage the next opportunity. You know what I mean? So get like, it, yeah. so like being a being a producer, you almost have to be the artist now. You have to put yourself out there as an artist to put out content like an artist. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like play the background like that like you used to. Like a lot of these producers are like you know now. You know, now they're, instead of being just the produced by, they're even now coming up as featured by. And now you have people like DJ Khaled who are putting out albums. And Stack Selector's been doing it for years as a producer, like like putting out these albums that he curates. He produces the whole thing, but he puts the artists that he chooses on it and stuff like that. And then he can tour off of that. Where well, he also plays the music and DJs it. And it's just like it's like a whole different world now. Like doing remixes and things like that. It's like now as a producer, you really have to step out of your comfort zone of just being off off site, off camera, and really be in the forefront.
0: Word Okay So listen This is how we start and end the episode One I had a great time Thank you bro I
1: had a great time too I appreciate you having me
0: For sure man We'll do it again soon This is how we start and end episodes Yes So you say hi Hello Hi I'm blank Your name And this is my golden hour Directly after no break You say hi I'm blank And that was my golden hour Okay Frank Which camera you want us on bro What do you want dog Okay and then wait before you before you say this. If you mess this up, bro, I'm walking out of the interview. Oh man, pressure for viral impact. The pressure. The pod Boston podcaster walks out of the interview after a contentious ending.
1: So can you repeat the script one more time?
0: Hi, I'm blank, and this is my golden hour. And this then will, this will go at the start. And then this was. And then that was. That was okay. I got a feeling you're gonna get it right, bro.
1: I got this. Hi. I'm John Glass, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm John Glass, and that was my golden hour. Well executed. Yes, he didn't walk out.
0: From an intellectual guy. I was kind of wishing you did mess up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, my brain was like, all right, come on, you
0: gotta get this, you gotta get this. (laughs) Get over there, Frank. Get over there.